Well, brilliant. Well, this is the part of our Sunday gathering where we take time to read from the Bible and allow it to speak to our hearts. We are in week four in February, and that means today is week four of a trans a series we started in the in February called Transformation. This is part four of the Transformation series. Part one, two, and three are available on our YouTube channel and our podcast. Feel free to check it out. In case you've not listened to any of the previous ones, don't worry. Each message can be understood in itself, uh, by itself. And so uh, that's what we're going to do. Hey, we're going to read the same story again from John chapter four and uh, allow it to speak to our hearts. So let's hear these verses from John chapter four, starting from verse four. John chapter 4, starting from verse 4, it says, Now he had gone through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you are now with is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and is now here where true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For these are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, 
the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of the him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and other reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with him and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer just believe because of what you've just said. But now we've heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Great. Well, today I want to share some concluding thoughts on the message of transformation. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. And if it has, I'd love it if you could share this with your friends so it can bless them too. See, Jesus was having this conversation with this woman and her life begins to get transformed and and she gets changed and 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 these these people from their their towns come and uh, and 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 say we want to hear more and 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 as these other people from the town hear the message they then say these words to this woman we now believe not just because of what you've said we now believe because of what we've heard and then it says they begged jesus to stay in the town a little while longer because they just wanted to hear more and more. You see, one of the things I believe that transformation does, one of the things I believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ does is that the more we have it, the more hungry we get. Unlike us going for a meal, imagine we're really hungry and uh, we go and we have a really good meal. You know what it produces? It produces satisfaction. It produces, oh, I'm so stuffed. I'm so full. I ate too much. I drank too much. But in the kingdom of God, transformation works differently. The more you enjoy Jesus, the more you are hungry for his presence. The more you enjoy his word, the more you want to read his word. The more you enjoy church, the more you want to be in church. And some of us get to a place where we think, oh man, I can't be in church. I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to read the Bible. You see, when we get like that, it's because we've been introduced to religion. We've been introduced to laws because the true transformative work of God, the true generosity of Jesus will never cause us to go, gosh, I feel suffocated. I've had way too much teaching. I've had way too much Bible. No. If we really encounter the person of Jesus Christ, it creates in us this hunger, this desire, this passion to want to know more, to want to get to enjoy Jesus 
<coughs> excuse me, more and more. And that's the incredible uh, effect of the transforming work of God in our lives. The second thing I want to say in my concluding remarks about transformation is this. You see, the disciples had gone to another village and they come back with food and they say to Jesus, hey, why don't you eat? And Jesus says, I have had food that you do not know about. I'm not hungry anymore. And they're going, well, what, what, did, he, <laughs> what did he eat? You see, Jesus says that his very act of pouring out his generosity to, to this woman was satisfying to him. You see, sometimes we go to God with a slavery mindset, with an orphan mindset, with, with a wounded mindset. And, and we say things like, oh God, just want to say it's me again. I'm sorry again. Here I am again. Oh God, you should probably be tired by now. Hope you aren't. Things like that. And we kind of picture God going, there she goes again. Here she goes again. Oh, he's messed up again. I can't believe he's come back with the same thing again. The same old apology again. My friends, that's not the Jesus of the Bible. That's not the God of the Bible. My God gets pleasure and satisfaction in listening to you, in ministering to you, in blessing you, in giving you more grace, in showing you more mercy, in producing more favor. And I want to say to you, the God you and I worship, the God we worship at Beacon Church is not a God that gets tired of us, is a God that is energized every time we go to Him. The spirit we have received is the spirit of adoption with which we cry, Abba, Father. And today, if you're believing the lie that God is perhaps tired of you. God is tired of your faults. God is tired of your mess. God is tired of your confusion. Nothing could be further from the truth. Jesus loves you. He cares for you. You are precious to him and he brings, he gets so much satisfaction. It brings him so much satisfaction when we come to him. You see, it satisfies him. But we're never satisfied because we just want more and more of him. And like that town that says we want more. Jesus, can you just stay longer and longer? I'm believing that in the coming days, Beacon Church will be a place where people can't just get enough of Jesus. People can't get enough of the Word of God. People can't get enough of worship. People can't get enough of praying. People can't get enough of church. I heard lots of stories of people saying, hey, you see, lockdown has got to, to have changed the way we do church. Absolutely, it has. We do online church and we will continue to do online church. But let me tell you this, it has not dimmed the hunger of people. It has not dimmed the expectation of people. In fact, my observation is this. People want church more than ever before. People want the word of God more than ever before. People want the presence of God more than ever before. Why? Because when you encounter the authentic, transformative power of the gospel, of the generosity, of the person of Jesus Christ, we never say enough. We say we want more. We're never satisfied because he is that good 
to us. I'm declaring in Jesus name that in Beacon Church, we will be a people who are hungry for the things of God, hungry for the presence of God, hungry for the gathering of God. When it's Sunday, we can't wait to get there. Not because we're checking off a list, not because God will be angry. No, no, no. We love it. We love the presence of God. We love the word of God. It's wrecked our lives. It's changed our lives. It's brought us joy, peace, happiness, glory, goodness, healing, forgiveness. It's made us into a new creation. We have a new identity. We are children of God and we can't get enough. That is going to be what Beacon Church is like. I declare that transforming power of the word of God into our lives and into our church in the name of of Jesus. What else does this do? I've got two more things that I want to mention and close this series called Transformation. You see, the well that the woman was talking about, the Bible says that Jacob's well blessed him, his children, his herds, and his flock. Him, his children, his herds, and his flock in the old covenant if a well can bless him his children his floods his herds and his flock how much more in the new covenant we don't drink from Jacob's well today we drink from the living well we don't drink from a man called Jacob we drink of the eternal well of the Son of God Jesus Christ and if under the old covenant under old promises the transformation power of a well can bless a family bless their children bless his business and bless his finance I am believing that under the new covenant the transformative power of the gospel the good news of Jesus the generosity of God will transform us will transform our children will transform our finances will transform our business there is nothing that will be outside the touch of God and so I declare right now over every family over every marriage over every every child every man every boy every woman every girl every family member every business idea every business venture in the name of Jesus I pray will be touched by the power of God I declare in the coming days, weeks and months, businessmen from the north, south and east and west, businesswomen from the north, south, east and west will connect to our church because in this church, we don't drink from Jacob's well. We drink from the eternal well of Jesus Christ. And when you connect to the goodness of God in this house, when you connect to the glory of God that's on this house, when you connect to the promises of God on this house, when you connect to the generosity of God on this house, I believe your herds and your flocks, in other words, your businesses, your work, your initiatives, your colleagues, your, your, your callings, your ideas. It will flourish by the glory and the goodness of God. And my last thought is this. Jacob's well did not just bless one generation. You see, hundreds and thousands of years after Jacob's well was established, here was this woman drawing from that well. In other words, when the transformative power of God hits our lives, it creates a legacy way into the future, way into the distance. Jacob was dead and gone, but his children's 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 children were drinking from that well. If that is possible of a well in the new covenant, how about the living well that is on the inside? 
way after we are dead and gone, our children's 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 children will be drinking from the well of Jesus Christ. I'm daring to believe that we as a community here at Beacon Church, we will be a change agent that hundreds of thousands of years from now, people will be able to trace their stories back to what happened in February 2021 because a group of believers, a group of men and women, a group of people who may not have had the best stories, but we dare to believe that God is good. We dare to believe and put our faith in Jesus. We dare to believe and receive His generosity. And if that happens, I'm believing that our children will serve the Lord. Our children's children will serve the Lord. Our children's children's children will serve the Lord. Transformation is here. That is what we believe here at our church because our faith and our focus is in Jesus Christ. Hey, I want to pray and I want to declare a few prophetic declarations of transformation in our life and in our church. If you have faith with me, why don't you raise your hands and believe with me as I declare these sayings. Father, I believe and I declare in Jesus' name that our lives will be changed, that our legacy will be affected, that our businesses will be affected, that uncommon finance and uncommon resources will flow to us and through us. We pray in Jesus' name that many people in business and people of influence and wealth will be connected to Beacon Church because out of this church and out of this house will flow rivers of living water and blessing. We dare to believe, oh God, that every area of our life is touched, that the gospel doesn't just touch our heart. It touches our finances. It touches our health. It touches our marriage. It touches our children. It touches every area of our life. Father, we dare to believe that there will be the most unusual, supernatural hunger for the gospel, hunger for the word of God, hunger for the presence of God, hunger for the manifestations of the workings of the spirit in our house. Let this be true. And we pray, God, that we will never approach you sheepishly thinking, Lord, it's me again. No, Lord, we thank you that you get so much pleasure and you get so much satisfaction out of blessing us. We trust you. We believe you to be true. I declare in Jesus' name, a Beacon Church will be the most spiritually hungry church on the planet. A Beacon Church will cause transformation in generations to come. Let it happen and manifest now for your glory. We believe it and we receive it and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, if you've never given your life to Jesus, Today will be a great day to do that. Why don't you take a decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ? The Bible says if you believe in your heart that Jesus died, if you confess with your mouth that he was raised from the dead, then you can be rescued from an old life and given a brand new identity, the identity of a child of God. If you've got simple faith in your heart, I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer. I'd also invite you to come and connect with us. Please write to me, contact me. There's so many ways to do that through our website, our social media pages. There's even live prayer that you can request right now. You'd, you'd be amazed at the amount of help there is on offer for you to take your next step. Say, pray with me, why don't you? Say, Jesus, I receive you as you are. And I give you my heart and life. I believe that you died that you rose again from today i am your child in jesus name amen hey 
reach out to us, connect with us. Thank you for joining me on this transformation series. We've got brand new content releasing every single week. Uh, why don't you invite somebody to church next week? It'll be a great thing for you to do. Before we go, let's sing a song and I'll see you next week. God